Hello and welcome to the Pin Show. <laughs> Corbett couldn't keep a straight face. This is the Fizzle Show, where every week we talk about things that are interesting to indie business builders. Do you know what an indie business is? An independent business owner, small business owners who are doing things their own way, right? We have the power and the tools of the internet. We want to basically construct a life on our own terms. We want to create businesses that can give us freedom, right? We also want to create businesses that we care about. This isn't some douchebag stuff. This isn't some like, we're not like a bunch of bros and tank tops on a beach in Thailand going like, hey bro, what's your passive income like, bro? And if that's you, you know what? Honestly, have another mic type for me. You're welcome here as well. But this isn't about the douchey stuff. This is about getting real, getting into it, caring about our audience, doing stuff that we care about and building a business that we care about and earning a living doing something that we care about. All right, so that's Fizzle. That's what we represent. That's what we're about. If you're new to this show, we've got like 230 other episodes that we've done. A huge back catalog of honest, no BS conversations about how to run your own business and things that that we got to do when we're doing like modern modern businesses. So you can check that out. You can also check out any of our free guides that we've created over the years. Fizzle's been a business for five years. We have a huge membership side of our business, but this is just the podcast where everything's for free. Some of that free stuff is at fizzle.co slash guides, including one of our favorite guides on uh, on the top 10 mistakes in online business. If you haven't, please check that out. You can get those all at fizzle.co slash guides. I'm here with Corbett Barr. Say hi, Corbett. Hey, everybody. Corbett Barr, one of our fearless leaders and co-founders. Steph Crowder's in Chicago. Hi, Steph. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi. Oh, my God. (laughs) Steph, how are you? I'm so excited to be here. Oh, my God. Are you ready to hashtag beast mode this? I mean, a little bit I am, but I guess beast mode is like a wrong metaphor for this. That's more of your Gary Vayner Chuck. I'm going to turn it on beast mode. Let's go. (laughs) Hustle. Never sleep. I don't even eat things anymore. Love? What is love? I don't love. I don't sleep. I don't love. I don't care. I just hustle. Hashtag bomb. What did you eat this morning? I don't know. It's just I'm just showing the people what I can do. I've got a range. You've got of things some range. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Such phenomenal range. The today we have a we have a killer conversation today. Okay, the gist the gist is this, and I'm going to pass it over to you. But it's like a lot of us wait to take action. All right, or be, until we have a lot of clarity. Right, but we're gonna flip that on its head today. Steph, what are we talking about? You guys, I'm so excited to talk about this. And I feel like I'm a, I'm on a little bit of a tear on this topic right now, if I'm being honest. I just wrote an article for our blog last week that kind of shares a border with this conversation. There's something about this topic that really has me fired up right now. I think because I can really, really so deeply identify with and resonate with people who are feeling this way right now because I'm one of these people. What we're talking about are people who really want to be able to see the whole picture before they get started. And kind of like that desire to understand what your project is going to be. You're maybe the kind of a planner type who wants to feel like success is somewhat certain before taking action. And because of that, you just sort of have this cloud of overwhelm, 
murkiness, confusion, paralysis about getting started. And I think, and I'm really excited to dig into this because this is one of the very most common questions I feel like we get in our community at Fizzle, as well as like over on our Facebook page. I mean, basically everywhere, there's just sort of this common feeling of I I will get started. Like I promise I'll get started as soon Mm. as I have clarity. As soon as I know where this is going, I'll get started. And as you just said, Chase, it's a really interesting paradox or conundrum to be in because you are really at risk of sitting there on the sidelines waiting forever, watching other people play the game. You're sitting on, you know, on the bench and you're waiting for your moment. And the crazy thing is there's a chance your moment will never miraculously come. So we're going to talk about how to flip that instead of waiting for that clarity before you act. We're going to talk about how action getting in the game can actually create clarity. And I think it's going to be a really good one. Mm, I love that. You know, it reminds me of when we were talking to Vanessa Van Edwards in an episode previously. She talked about the three, was it, there was three different areas, right? It's like you're either in the bleachers mm-hmm. or you're, uh, it's almost like, I don't know, I think we were thinking of like you're in the bleachers or you're in like the triple A's or the farm league or whatever, and then you're in the big leagues. It's mm. like the three sort of tiers you can be in. Yeah. And what we're, talk- what we're talking about today is no matter how good you are in the bleachers, there's a beer league you can jump into yeah. and start taking some action and enjoying yourself doing the entrepreneurial thing. I feel like a lot of people don't know this. Maybe this, for dear listener, maybe this is going to be a surprise to you, but you can absolutely enjoy being an entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah, You can enjoy it. Well, and like to further your metaphor, I guess the question is, the question is, can you learn everything you need to know about playing the game from watching it? Exactly. Or do you need to start playing it? Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Okay. So Steph, I'm curious about this. Like we have absolutely seen people do this all the time waiting. I guess we can call it waiting for clarity, waiting for my Prince charming to come in and make everything clear and unmurky. And I know exactly what's good because it's almost like, it's like you could know what to do right now, but we're waiting for clarity on the future. You know, it's like, I'm I'm waiting for like, like what it's going to look like in the next 10 years. Once I get that plan in my head, (laughs) then I'm going to execute it. And I don't, and I actually, I mean, I feel for that because I have that same exact issue. So what is like, why, why, why do we do this? Why, what's up with this murkiness that we all kind of tumble into? Well, I think I, I, and I'm curious to hear from Corbett about this too, because we have this, this course in Fizzle called Choosing a Topic. And it's the first thing that you do in the Fizzle Roadmap, your journey of business building. And I think the reason for creating that course is probably exactly what we're talking about. But I think it comes back to fear. I mean, fear keeps us stuck where we are in so many different ways. And I think when you're first starting out, some of the things that I hear from people that I get the sense we're afraid of in this stage are... Like especially with the internet and building an online business, it's a very public stage. And in a lot of cases, you're leveraging your personal network, maybe on your Facebook page. You're telling your friends and family that you're going to take on this new venture. And the thought of being wrong, the thought of hearing crickets, putting yourself out there and not being successful is enough to keep people from putting a toe in the water, right? Because Mm. it's like, if, if I have to, if I put it out there, if I really go balls to the wall and nothing happens and I have to like, tuck my tail and tell everybody in my life that my thing didn't work. No, no thanks. Like I'd rather, I'd rather wait for certainty. So I think that's the first thing is it's that fear of that, of a very public failure that keeps us from taking action. Because if I'm going to stick my neck out, Mm. I want to know that 
that there, that there's success waiting for me on the other side. Yeah. So that fear of public failure, that fear of failure in, in any way, shape or form, because even if it's like my crappy uncle Terry knows about it, exactly. like that's enough of a failure. That's enough of a reason not to fail out loud yeah. in front of anybody. What do you think, Corbett? What is why? Why do people why do people like wait to take action until they get the clarity and instead we just sit on our hands and wait and wait and wait? Yeah. So fear is definitely one of them. Uh, another one, I think, is in a sort of ironic way not having clarity about what you need to feel comfortable to move forward. Mm. So Steph's talking about this moment where you're sitting around like hoping for clarity, looking for clarity, but there's no definitive answer to where that clarity is going to come from yeah. or what form it's going to take. So you're just kind of waiting for the universe to tell you that it's okay to move on. Yeah. Like you're going to run into Yoda or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, mm. And that's not going to happen. I think uh, as you, as we're going to learn from these stories, yeah. Steph's going to share examples of the specific kinds of action that you can take. But what I would say is you need to have a question, a specific question or set of questions in your mind mm. that you're looking for answers to mm. mm -hmm. instead of just a general feeling of, I want to feel like this is okay to move forward. Yeah. So, you know, identify what those fears are. Identify what, the uncertainty is like what you would like to have specifically have certainty about write those down as questions and then you can evaluate your business idea against that mm. and that's that's the purpose of this um the course that that steph is talking about it's around what we call choosing a topic but really it's about just figuring out the general direction that your business is going to yeah. go in and a lot of times people are just hung up on is this a decent business idea or how does this one compare to another and they don't have enough clarity on that to move forward that course guides them through very methodically the questions that you need answers to mm. in order to provide we get really like nerdy about it and provide a score to each of those yeah. things so that then you can just take all the guesswork out and go well this one got a 90 and the other totally. one got an 80 so <laughs> i'm going with that corbett part taught me the the magic of the matrix yeah the magic magic of the matrix like you create and we've done this in our uh, in our roadmap there's also other spreadsheets on, in the growth stage about how to evaluate growth ideas but using this simple method of of applying a few different categories that you score this thing by and it gives you a very clear like answer on like hey these are your two top best ideas according to all of these criteria that are sort of indicative of what is likely to succeed in the world and what isn't yeah really really powerful stuff so i think i want to take it a little bit of a of a different direction here i think a lot of the reasons why a lot many of us don't one of the main reasons why, for for myself at least, I've sat on my hands and waited for clarity instead of getting a little dirty and getting action, starting to take action, is because, uh, frankly, I was too young in the process to know really where I was. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... I didn't know what I, I think this is maybe something, something that we're really getting to in this episode is there, oh, did you think you get clarity before you take action? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, oh wait, did you think that's how this works? Right? right. It's, it's like, I think I thought how that, that that's what it, what it really would be like. I thought that's what it meant to be an entrepreneur. Right. You know? And 
it's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost, it almost never is. No. It's like always murky. Yeah. You're stepping into the murk. Entrepreneurship <laughs> is uncertainty. It yeah. is mitigating risk. It is walking with confidence in uncertainty. And how we do that is not by like bravado and like, oh, I'm sure this will be fine. I'm well, I'll be fine. You know, it's not by faking it till you're making it. It's about knowing like, I don't know if this is going to work. It's about being honest with yourself about that. And then, then coming to the table with as much intelligence and uh, sort of, I don't know, intuitiveness as you can muster. Yeah. Right. What, I don't know. What does that make you think? Corbin? Yeah. And, and, and about, even though you say, I don't know if this is going to work, asking yourself, what could I do to give me greater confidence that this might work? Yeah, yeah. Because, now we'll tell, say more about that. What could I do to give myself more confidence that this might work? Yeah, you said it's like all about mitigating risk. It uh-huh. doesn't mean that you eliminate risk. There's always going to be some risk. Yeah. And it also doesn't mean that you're that crazy, brave, like just making random bets on things. Yeah. You want to have some good feeling mm. that if i put my time and effort into this thing yeah there's a chance that it will pay off yeah and you can get closer to that that good feeling that whatever confidence really confidence you can get yeah by taking specific actions by looking for yeah. answers to specific questions and specifically i look at this and i go like oh if you've never se- if you've never grown an email list you don't know what to expect about growing an email list, do you? Mm-hmm. So what you need to know is how to set your expectations so that you can actually start working on it right now instead of, because what, what I can teach you is like, oh, think about it like this. Here's what's going to happen. Here's three stories of how other people got started. So what you're going to experience, what you know you can do right now yeah. you, is actually what you can do. Well, and there's this whole thing where when somebody's evaluating like becoming an entrepreneur or a specific business idea, they're thinking about, five years from now they're thinking about like what happens when i'm successful and blah 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 and what they don't realize is in order to get there you have to like start with these little tiny baby steps like trying to grow an email list yeah you know just putting a form together and putting it out there and realizing that nobody's going to sign up and what do you do now like you're getting way too far ahead of yourself you got to bring things way back into what can i do today so that I gain a little bit more confidence about continuing to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So I've heard we're afraid of public failure. I mean, this is, this is common for all of us and there's not a single person here who hasn't felt that fear before, whether it's, it's like nervousness because you're about to get up on stage to speak or just terror that someone might ask you one Mm -hmm. day to be on stage (laughs) to speak. Right. Uh, We've all felt that kind of fear before the fear of public failure in some capacity. And maybe some of us out there and I'm, I'm sure a lot of us have experienced the kind of triumph that can come in the face of that. The kind of like, hey, I'm still here. Yeah. Hey, I'm like, and even if you didn't crush it, you're just like, I'm okay with the failure that I am, which I think is the, that's, that's, that's like an Alan Watts text that I just got the other day. It was just, hold on, let me find it. Let me find it really quick. Where's my, uh, where's my Alan Watts? He says, enlightenment remains unrealized so long as it is considered as a specific state to be attained, okay? 
it is much rather freedom to be the failure that one is. <laughs> I just love that because it's like Aikido. It's like, hey, screw screw you, hashtag hustle. Screw you, hashtag beast mode. Like, like I'm actually okay with what my body looks like. I'm okay with my level of productivity. And when you actually feel that like okayness of it, you're kind of unstoppable because nobody can say anything that puts you, uh, that like really sets you off your rocker in that sense. Yep. That might be neither here nor there. But you know, anytime I get, anytime I get a chance to quote little Alan Watts, I definitely wonder. I don't know if you've noticed this, Corbett, but I have been slowly uh, uh-huh. sort yeah, of pointing my beard about. I've, I've been trying not to say I like the pointy beard. What can I say? All right. So I hear this fear of public failure. I hear um, Corbett's idea of like, it's almost like what you were getting into, Corbett, was like intention, like being clear about what it is you don't know and taking steps to get more confidence about those specific things. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. And then what I'm saying is is sort of in a similar vein, which is, uh, I don't know. I can't really remember what I said, to be honest. I'm having one of those moments where it's like, I set up the T perfectly, <laughs> and now Chase is having a bit of a brain fart mode, and he does this thing where his mouth keeps talking. Does I anybody remember? <laughs> Listen, what I, I think what I was hearing you say, Chase, is a, this the idea of we're talking about public failure, right? And sort of the idea that there's like a state to get to where like the crazy thing about this fear of public failure, the crazy thing about putting the being afraid of putting yourself out there is as scared as you are to do it, the more you do it, the less scary it becomes. And that to me Mm. is like the whole like self-contained paradox that we're going to be talking about in today's episode is like, you're really nervous to get started because you don't want to mess up. But the crazy thing is, as soon as you start, the sooner you start messing up, the quicker you realize it's not a big deal and you can move on with the learning and get better and better from there. So that is what I think is so exciting about this topic combined with what Corbett said, which was that, and this is why I get so jazzed about this is because you can literally do what we're going to be talking about. You can do it today. You don't have to buy anything from anybody, fizzle included. You guys don't need, I mean, and this is why I get like so fired up about this because I have been that person who I was driving to my corporate job, listening to all the podcasts. I was considering buying some $2,000 coaching program. I was thinking that there was a way to kind of like educate my way into clarity. And what's crazy about what we're going to be talking about, the stories that we're going to share from real people who are implementing this action breeds clarity approach is that you guys listening can actually do this literally today. Like with whatever time is left in your day, you can get started on taking action towards clarity. And I just think that is so cool. It doesn't matter if you don't have time or money, you can do it. And and that's, yeah. that's why I love, I just love this approach so much. Mm, and because it's like, really, it's this, it, 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 it like, this is what being an entrepreneur is. Do you know what I mean? More than anything else, it is being comfortable with the murkiness. Mm -hmm. It's being like not confident. I'm not talking about you have to be confident at all times. Most entrepreneurs would not would never say they're confident at all times. And I wouldn't trust someone who did say that anyone who said that. But when you can get comfortable with the murkiness and move at a pace where it's like, yeah, like, I don't I don't know. You just you're like, yeah, I'm going into this creepy forest, but I I have packed a pretty good like backpack. Like I have what I'm probably going to need in there. I've done a little bit of overnight camping before. Right. Do you know what I mean? And and like 
how creepy is that forest? What could I do to find out how creepy that yeah. forest is? Maybe I could ask some locals yeah, about it. Exactly. Maybe yeah. I could maybe totally, I could look online. Totally. Maybe I could find a map. Yeah, and see we have where... been living next to this forest for very long. <laughs> it is uh, definitely has a very high creepy factor, but uh, I would say there's not so many werewolves as there once were. Um, there, ever since we put in the electric factory somewhere nearby, there's more light, and I find that uh, a lot of the creepy beasts don't come out as often. So there you go. Now I feel okay about going into the forest. <laughs> this is what it's like to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> so, uh, but I love this point, Steph, is that, hey, you don't need to buy anything to do this. Yep. You don't need to know anything else to start doing this. And in very real sense, this is what your life looks like as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I love that, Steph. I'm glad we said it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what's next? What do we need to get into here? Because I'm excited for these two stories. I'm excited for these two stories. Like, like I didn't even, I know Joe and I've heard so much of his story, but for some reason I didn't know this part of his story. So I'm excited for that. The second one that we're going to tell, but should we, maybe let's talk for a second about like, okay, like we know now we don't have to wait to have clarity before we take action. And in fact, we will get clarity from the action we read, right? Or not action we read from the action that we take. We will take action and we will get, we will get clarity. I guess what I'm curious about is like, what is at stake? Like what, like, so say if what, like why, what if someone goes like, no, I'm not going to take action. I actually am going to, going to wait until I have clarity. What, Mm -hmm. what happens then? Yeah, so I think that that someone might be listening to this saying, yeah, I I see that and I get that and I know taking action is an option, but I'm not ready. That's probably what someone is thinking right now is, I'm not ready yet. I'll probably be ready soon. I'll keep listening. I'll keep learning and and I'll feel ready eventually. And I think what's really at stake, and like like Chase said, we are going to tell two different stories of people from our community who took action in order to get clarity. And I think it'll be really compelling. But the risk, what's at stake here, is never getting started in the first place. And I think that's a really scary thought for people who are just starting out, who have a dream. Maybe you're going to your desk job and you're really excited about what your life could look like. So the, the fact that you might not ever get in the game, like we said, you might never leave the bleachers would be really the same as giving up before you ever even begin. And I think the the majorly compelling thing for me about these stories that we're going to share with you guys about how to take action to get clarity is this very easily could have been the story for these two physical community members. They very easily could have kind of stayed stuck in trying to mm. theorize their mm. way towards success. Uh, but instead, on on the other side, waiting on the other side of action is clarity, money, um, clients, opportunity, traction, all the things that you want. So that would be like my argument for really taking this seriously and giving this action thing that we're going to talk about, giving it a serious shot because what's on the other side of it is amazing. And that I think that's the coolest part about this is it's not so far out of your reach, even if it feels really scary to get going. Yeah, I love that stuff. I think that's that what you said, like this idea is like, here, hey, listen, you can stay stuck as long as you want. Do you know what I mean? It's your business. It's your life. It's your, like, you can stay stuck for as long as you want. And I will say another thing. A lot of people think that when they hear, like, you need to start taking action and not waiting for clarity. I think one big misconception that they have is, uh, is I have to take a big action. Yeah. Oh, and it's yeah. like, no, you don't have to take a big action. You, you gotta, like, you can talk to a villager about the forest. 
Do you know what I mean? I love I love this story. I can't believe how long I went on that before. <laughs> but like <laughs> I did not want it to stop. I really wanted other characters to come in and like just like music to start. But you don't have to take a in ma- like a, some big massive action. It's it always starts with small actions, with small doable actions that contribute to a greater sense of confidence or comfortability that you have in the murkiness. Okay, so when we return from this ad read in a second, we are going to get into two dope stories. Our sponsor today is FreshBooks. And if you are a small business owner of any kind, especially someone who works as a freelancer where you're invoicing clients or customers, FreshBooks is killer for this, all right? You probably already use something online to invoice your customers. Hopefully, you're not like Google Docs or Microsoft Word template. Uh, do you remember that? I used to do that all the time. For I'd use, invoices. For yeah. invoices. I would just do that. And and if I had a, a FreshBooks account at the time, it would be so simple just to quickly generate a revenue for this much, for this work, to this person. Boom, boom. Sends out. It looks super professional. It works super great and freshbooks has all of these tools on the back end that help me to see like hey have they opened it have they looked at it like they can send automatic reminders for like hey please pay for the thing that you promised because i designed your logo for you like that i deserve to get payment for that hello so freshbooks is great for this kind of thing it's it's like exactly the kind of tool you want to be using when you want to step up your business and 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 take seriously this side hustle that you're doing or something like that that's i love that for freshbooks and the good thing about it is it'll last long into probably forever into when you have some serious like amazing agency with 25 employees and things like that. You could still be sending your invoices and tracking your expenses through FreshBooks. And so FreshBooks is offering Fizzle Show listeners a free month of unrestricted use to all the listeners. Totally free right now. And you don't need a credit card even to try it. So if you want to try it out for the first time, check out freshbooks.com slash fizzle, okay, to claim your free month. And just mention fizzle in the how did you hear about us section so that's freshbooks.com slash fizzle enter fizzle in the how did you hear about us section our thanks to freshbooks for supporting the fizzle show an independent business all right i want to hear these stories i want to hear these stories i want to hear these stories. i want to hear these stories <laughs> i want the stories steph tell me the stories tell me a story steph i want story time steph steph tell oh, me oh man i just want our listeners to know so just so everybody listening i wrote the outline for this particular episode and when you're sitting there outlining an episode for the fizzle show I never imagined this is where this is how it would turn out. This just cracks me up. I want uh, the stories. I want the stories. (laughs) Give me a story. I love it. Okay, so I have two stories for you guys, and I think they're super compelling. This episode was inspired by a friend and fizzler named Peter. And I'll quickly take you guys through kind of like a premise that I think is really important. So Peter listens to our other podcast called Courage and Clarity, which I host, and I'll take you through um, just like very high level one concept that my friend and guest Jessica Ely had uh, introduced over on the show. And we'll be sure to include this link in the show notes too. So if you guys want to hear more about this, I highly recommend her Clarity episode. It's really resonated with a lot of people, including Peter. But uh, Jessica is a sort of like a money mindset coach and she's got a, a lot of wisdom, but it wasn't always that way. In fact, she her story kind of fits in with what we're talking about. 
she got her start. She kind of jumped off a cliff, walked away from her corporate job, not really being too sure what the heck she was going to do to make an independent living for herself and her family. So she just started helping people. And uh, her background was in technical writing. So she started just like going into Facebook groups and helping people with copywriting, jumping on Skype and just offering to be helpful. Pretty soon, people started asking if they could pay her. And before she knew it, she had she was like on a vacation typing up a copywriting sales page really quickly so that she could actually start getting paid to work with people on copywriting. Um, so she talks about the difference between two different types of money that you can earn as an entrepreneur. And the first one is called the quick and dirty money. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about in this episode. Uh, and she contrasts that with fun and purposeful money. And it's it's really mind-blowing to listen to her talk about it because many of us, most of us, I would say, get into when we dream of entrepreneurship and we dream of running an independent business, you're thinking of fun and purposeful. You're thinking of your dream work, your life coaching, your nutrition coaching, being a course maker, a speaker, whatever that looks like for you. That is your fun and purposeful business idea. And you're sitting there, as we've been talking about, trying to see how that's going to come together. So what Jessica recommended in this episode was you can't possibly like wade your way into that pool. What you have to do is start with the quick and dirty money approach. And that looks like getting paid right away for experience that you already have, even if it's in a area or like a an industry that you don't want to be your business forever. So in Jessica's example, like I said, she did copywriting. She really had no intention of having a copywriting business forever. As a matter of fact, I believe it was four months later, she transitioned to coaching, which is what she really wanted to do. Mindset coaching, money coaching. So the idea is what can you do today to, to get paid and start talking to people, start helping people and as Corbett said, learn what you don't know because there's you don't know what you don't know right now. So the idea is to start talking to people, start helping people and get paid quickly so that you can figure out what you like, what you don't like and gain that insight into the clarity that you're sitting there waiting to have. So that's mm. kind of what inspired Peter, which I'll, t- I'll talk about his story in a second. But I just wanted to mention that concept of the two different types of money because like I said, most of us want to go from zero to 100. You want to go from having no business experience to your super fun and purposeful business building. And that might not always be possible. And it's it's a much easier half step to do that quick and dirty approach to start to learn what it takes to, to get paid to do stuff. Okay. So wait, say that again for me one more time. The difference between the quick and dirty and the fun and profitable. Yeah. So the fun, and, fun, purposeful, and, right? fun and purposeful is kind of like your that's like your the work that you feel like you are just here to put out into the world. It's like that's that what thing. I want to do. That's like my yes. dream. That's my vision. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And you don't know how you're going to get from here to there. You dream yeah. of being a speaker all over the world. You dream of publishing three books, but you've never, ever done that. Like, yeah, you can't possibly know how you're going to get to that point. That's why you lack clarity. So the quick and dirty approach is like, OK, well, how can I start where I am right now? Mm. I'm Jessica. I have a background in technical writing. I can jump on Skype today and start trying to help somebody have better copywriting on their website. I don't want to be a copywriter forever, but I'm going to learn what people need, how to work with them, what I like about business building, what parts I don't like, and just get to know myself in this whole entrepreneurial game because I've never done it before. So gaining that experience, even if it's not necessarily the um, sector that you want to be in forever. Mm, yeah. yeah. And I, awesome. I, you can look at the quick and dirty money almost as like the angel investor that is funding yep. you mm. to get to your fun and profitable. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. 
Yeah. And so many, fr- I, I mean, I don't know, myself personally, I got to just put in a note for all my homies out there who are just like, I'm afraid of work. <laughs> I don't want it to be difficult. <laughs> I got to, I got to make a note for these people. Just go like, yeah, like I, I, I would have been afraid of work my entire life. Like not like, like I've always worked, I've always worked hard and I can outwork almost anybody, especially if it's something that I'm interested in. But I mean it when, when it's, when it's times that feel like, um, when it's tasks or projects or, or obligations or expectations on me to, um, to perform or to do in some certain direction that feels like very worky to me, that feels very effort and like, like very sloggish. Feels worky. Very, feels very worky. <laughs> uh, like it's a, it's a, it can be a nightmare. So to switch into this mode of just quick and dirty for the sake of my fun and profitable. That's one of the things that, yes. like, I think my journaling process is really, again, you can go right now to fizzle.co slash journal and you can get the journaling process thing at, while it's free because we're, we're soon to be launching the course on that. Fizzle.co slash journal. My journaling process, I think, helps me hold my fun and, pro, uh, fun and purposeful sort of vision. And, and then I see every task that I need to do, that, is, that I'm supposed to do, that all the things that I, that I should do right now as a, as a sort of like a step towards my fun and purposeful. And so for all my friends out there who are like, I'm afraid of worky work. Like this, there is a way there is Mm -hmm. a way. And part of it is knowing that your fun and purposeful will never come to pass. If you don't start taking action today. And that's why we do the quick and dirty. And that's why we have this podcast episode, dear listener. That's what the whole episode's about. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people know this in their gut. I'm actually just realizing this right now as we're talking because how often Mm. do we hear this question you guys in the forums we hear people come to us and they say i have two things i could do i could be a online surfing instructor because my passion is surfing or i've been in it for 15 years and i can offer it consulting which one should i do like this is one of the most common questions we get and i think what people are asking is i have expertise should i use it i'm not super passionate about it but i could probably go ahead and use it right now Or should I like really go balls to the wall in my passion project and go do that thing? And that's exactly the trade-off that we're talking about. It's like, if you're just getting started, maybe if you have 15 years in IT, maybe you can start helping somebody today and start getting paid. You're not super passionate about it, but you, you can learn so much about yourself, about business building, about what you like just by getting started. And it doesn't have to be forever. So I think a lot of people kind of know, like have this sense that maybe they, maybe that's a good place to start, but I think they get a little scared of getting stuck. And I think mm. we're here to say, you're, you're not stuck. You're going to learn so much and you can always shift from like that quick and dirty after you've learned what you can't possibly know right now. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So that was Jessica Ely's concept of the quick and dirty versus yes. the fun and purposeful. And I think that is super, super useful. So you said that uh, Peter paid attention, like heard this, paid attention to it, took action on it and mm-hmm. has a story. I want a story. I want story time. Okay. Okay. Story time. And also, so I'll tell Peter's story first and then a little bit later in the episode. Well, he also, I love his post. This is from the Fizzle forums. He also talks about what he's testing and things he's already learned. So we'll get to that soon. Corbett had mentioned at the beginning of the episode how important it is to figure out what do you want to test? If you're going to do this, what are you doing it for? What do you want to know? And Peter has um, some great examples of, of what he's testing. So we'll get to that later. But first, mm. I'll just tell the story of what of the pivot that he made in order to start taking that action. So for background, uh, Peter has been in Fizzle for a little bit now. He's been working on a project that's 
not gotten a lot of traction. It was um, geared towards helping people move to his city from um, international. He lives overseas. So helping people move to a new country, his assessment, his business hypothesis was that people wanted help with that. So here's what he said in our forums. He said, after spending a few weeks unsure of where to proceed, after I declared my previous business project a failure, I decided to take some action. On a whim, I emailed some local yoga studio owners to ask whether I could briefly interview them about how they use email marketing automation in their business. I've been excited about email marketing automation for a while, and I usually like yogis, so I figured, why not? One yoga studio owner responded. I met him for coffee and then another time for lunch, and now I'm doing freelance work for him for his yoga studio business and for his wife's handmade jewelry business. My background as a consultant came in handy because it turns out my client really wants to make analytics-based business decisions, and I have a lot of experience analyzing data, making the data easy to understand for others, and helping them make business decisions based on the data." And then he says, I'm treating this freelance project as an experiment to figure out what kind of business would suit me. Mm. Uh, I just think it's so cool. So I'll skip the part because we're going to come back to the questions that he's asking himself. He said, why am I excited about this? Because I'm actually doing something. I have no idea whether I'll continue to enjoy this sort of work, but I'm doing things. I'll make some money and I'm learning about what I like and what I'm good at and what I don't like and what I'm bad at. (laughs) <laughs> so that's that's Peter's story of how he went from kind of hearing crickets, having an idea that sort of made sense in theory, but basically no traction, sent out a few emails because he likes email marketing, has experience as a consultant and likes yoga. And after having coffee and a lunch with somebody is now being paid to freelance for that person. Wow, it sounds like he has talked to a few of the villagers near the forest, <laughs> maybe just got a little bit of insight about just what, maybe he spent a night sort of near the edge of the forest to see what it's like as the temperature drops, you know. It's good to have these sorts of experiences before you jump out into your own and create a landing page or website of some kind, you know. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I am so sorry. <laughs> I want to keep doing that so bad. I feel so bad for all of our, I, I guess that's German, Austrian? Oh, I don't know what it is. But right now there's probably several, like four of them just yelling and going, why do you make such a stupid accent? <laughs> <laughs> I love this story. It is about action. And what is the action? Steph, what is the action? Like, what is the actual, the actual physical action that Peter took in this example? Well, I, I have to say, I love his attitude about it. He even says on a whim, you know, I just, he, he's, it's like, he's saying, Well, I asked myself, what do I know about? What do I kind of have experience in? And what kinds of businesses do I think are cool? And he said to Mm -hmm. himself, I kind of know about email marketing automation. I think it's interesting. I know about data and I like yogis. So I figured if I just email some of them and say, hey, can I interview you? That's how he got started with this is can I briefly interview them about how they use it? Again, not going into it, pitching them but more just trying to be helpful. And as a result of sitting down and being helpful, this person wanted to bring him on as a freelancer to actually (laughs) do work for him and uh, get paid to do it. By the way, I love that that did not come from an email or from a a post like that probably Corbett Barr wrote uh, five years ago, seven years ago, I think, Traffic, that says like, if you want to make a sale, ask instead for to interview them for about something that you want to do. You know that blog post is out there, right? But Peter didn't even read that blog post. He didn't. 
All he did was come up with an idea. He's like, he's like, on a whim, here's an idea that I had because I was allowing myself to have ideas and mm-hmm. take action on them. You have, you will have ideas. You do have ideas. It's like James Altucher always says. He keeps all these pads all over his house as, just to write down any idea that comes because he says you're, a, you have an idea muscle. You have mm-hmm. an idea muscle. You have to work it out. Of course, some of the ideas are, almost all the ideas are going to be bad. But for those few that aren't, you're going to, you, you, you might get a different feeling about them and they might like, you might get like, oh, I wonder what I could do to head in this direction. Just put, put a ball in, in play in that direction. And that's what Peter did. He said, on a whim, I sent an email to these, to, to a few people. And, and another thing I think that is really instructive about this is he's like this in quotes, because I like yogis. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, do you know who you like? Right? right. He's right. just like, hey, I could do this uh, because I like these kinds of people and I wonder what they're doing. And he was just honestly really interviewing them about like, what is it that you, how are you using email in, right. in, in automation? And one thing we haven't even talked about yet that I, I'm really picking up on at the end of, of Peter's post here is momentum. We haven't even talked about the positive momentum of actually doing something. Mm, that action yeah. makes you excited. He's got energy. He, he, and I love, the, I love his attitude about it too because he says he's excited. Just taking action is giving him momentum and excitement. And he's totally owning the fact that he has no idea whether he'll continue to enjoy the work he doesn't have to know that though. That's what I love. And I'm kind of talking to my old self as I'm talking about this topic because I may have hesitated myself to do this because I would have thought to myself, but I don't know if I want to do this forever. And what if I don't like it? And what if I don't want to be doing email marketing automation for somebody forever? But Peter's kind of not, he's got this like playfulness about it. This like experimenting that I Mm. think is, is spot on for what we're talking about, which Mm. is, I don't know if I will do this forever, but I, what I do know is I'm doing things, I'm making some money and I'm learning. And Mm. it's so, so huge. That experimenter's my, mindset is a really big deal. It's something we try to really, uh, I don't know, we try to get people to get inside a fizzle. It's one of the first videos that you watch in the fizzle roadmap where we get you thinking like a researcher or an experimenter instead of pretending that you are or trying to be a genius. You're not a genius going out into your, to your, you know, I don't know, your laboratory somewhere and just coming up with lots of, you know, great ideas. I don't know why I'm switching into this accent now. And please, somebody help me. I was falling in. You're not a genius. You're, you're a researcher. You're, you're a part of the human race. You're someone who can observe things. You're, uh, you, you've had these very same problems you're trying to help your audience with. Do you understand? And so when you switch into this experimenter mode, into this researcher mode, you don't, you no longer have to put all that pressure on yourself to be a genius, to have ideas that will never fail. You don't have to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Instead, you can come up with little actions that you can test, that you can try. You can, you can, you can proceed in a way that is like, okay, if I was an entrepreneur who felt like there was a business potentially in this direction, but I wasn't sure what it was, how would I proceed? Mm-hmm. I would probably be talking to the villagers. I would probably be asking questions of people who had spent a lot of time there before. I would probably do a little bit of research and come up with some actions that I could do in that direction. Like, that's it. That's all we're talking about. Yeah. So I love this story of Peter's um, because it's a great, great example of what this whole episode is about, which is what? It is, if you don't, if you wait for clarity to take action, you will never get started. However... If you start taking action in small and meaningful ways, clarity will come. And that's the kind of thing that Peter is experiencing right now 
as he's thinking about what's next. So, Steph, do you want to go into Joe's story? I do, especially because I think one natural question or maybe skepticism that might be coming up for some people listening, I know it would be for me if I were listening, is, okay, great, this all sounds awesome, but how did people go, people like Jessica or Peter, how did they go from, quote, just being helpful to somebody paying them? Like, you might have some resistance towards, but how, like, I don't believe that someone will want to work with me as a result of this. That is where I think Joe's story is is especially compelling. So Joe is also uh, a fizzler and this is from a little ways back. He's and just to again reemphasize the point that what you start with isn't necessarily going to be where you end up. He's kind of evolved more towards his fun and purposeful since writing this post, which is really cool, I think. Um, but he's kind of in the fitness area. So let me give you a snippet of of the post that he wrote. He then again this the, for him this kind of came back to we have this course in fizzle that you may have heard us talk about before it's customer conversations where it's more about interviewing customers and for Joe that's actually originally what he was trying to do was to just kind of understand his market better but what happened as a result is it was kind of unexpected for him so he says I went on four of the most popular subreddits and I put up a simple thread I essentially briefly stated my experience and qualifications and said I'm not here to charge anything I just want to know what your problems are and how I can help you. He says, holy, you know what? The threads blew up. I learned more in a day than I had in a month. Over the last two days since I posted, I just started working my butt off, responding to every single person. And I mean detailed responses. I put effort into these, curating information, giving tailored advice, essentially giving away the farm here. And guess what? I started noticing very consistent patterns. Do you know what a copy and paste response means? That it's a very common problem. Every person was responding back so thankful. And then something happened that I wasn't expecting. I started getting tons of private messages. And the post goes on to actually give, I think he even copy and pasted some of the responses that he got. And these people were kind of falling all over him saying, can, can we please keep talking? Can I work with you? Is there something that I can do to learn more from you? And I, I like, I just, every time I read this post from Joe, and like I said, it's, it's from last year at this point, there's just something so exciting. And, and it's like, it's like why we do what we do at Fizzle, I think, is really contained in this post. Because Joe, you can hear it in the way he wrote. He just showed up trying to be helpful, trying to learn, trying to experiment. And people saw that. People saw mm. that effort he was putting in. He was tailoring advice. He said he was giving away the farm, which a lot of times people are really hesitant to do. As a result, people saw that and they said, hey, I want to work with you. I want the chance to learn more from you. So he basically showed up with that expertise and people out there who needed it, once he kind of showed them that he was able to provide that value, they wanted to continue the conversation with him. Mm, man, such a cool story. And, and, and like you said, what's so instructive about that is this thing that he didn't even like reach out to specific people that he happened to find in a in, online or something like that. He just mm -hmm. put it, he just put it in a, in a general forum and read it, you know, and, and he did it in a way that was clearly like, I'm here to help. Yep. I, I love this. So I feel like now might be a good time to talk about like, what's an action that if someone's listening, okay, I want to take, Okay, I want to take action instead of waiting around for clarity. I see now that you can't just sit around and wait for clarity. You actually have to start taking little actions. But what should my action be? I don't know. What can I do? Should we talk about that right now? I think we should. One thing that I want to add as kind of like a step into that is, again, this is really important. It came up in that episode that I had with Jessica Ely. Corbett mentioned it. 
when you're doing this, when you're doing this kind of quick and dirty approach, it's really important to be intentional about what you want to find out. If you're treating this as Hmm. an experiment, I think you need to go into it knowing what you want to learn. Because if you don't, there is a risk of getting stuck doing the thing forever, right? Because the idea isn't to be the email marketing automation guy for the rest of your life or the copywriter for the rest of your life, if that's not really where you see yourself going from a fun and purposeful perspective. So uh, maybe I can talk for a second about the questions because I think Peter really summarized it nicely. He put for us in bullets what he's testing with Mm. this project. Yeah. So let me go ahead and share that. So he says, what I'm testing with this project Here are questions that he's asking himself that he really wants to be able to answer before he moves forward. He says, do I like setting up email marketing automation for people? Do I like analyzing website data for people to base their business decisions on? Do I like presenting myself as a freelancer? You know, do I like what it feels like to be a freelancer? Do I like that that way of working? Do I like working with businesses rather than consumers? Um, he, he says, I hate the word consumers. Do we have a good alternative? It can't just be people. So basically, you know, just like regular people that you would find online or something versus yoga studios, for example. So he's testing a lot of things. He's testing, do I like this topic? Do I like this subject matter? Do I like this kind of business archetype, this business model of freelancing? And do I like working with businesses or would I prefer to work one-on-one with just individuals? So he's kind of come up with a series of questions that he wants to answer as a result. Again, these are not questions he would be able to answer if he were just sitting on the sidelines. He has to get in there and have the relationship with people in order to be able to really, really learn. And and by the way, I think he's going to learn things that he can't even, he's going to answer more than just those questions. He's going to learn so much more and Mm. gain insight that he didn't even know he needed by actually doing it. You know, it's like taking the training wheels off the bike. He's out there actually pedaling down the road and, and learning to not fall off the bike. Yeah, and it gets back. Yeah, I like what I like about his questions so much is they they really uh, illuminate the sort of experimenter's mindset that he is in. You know, going like, okay, so here's some questions that I have. Do I actually enjoy this? We'll have to see. You know, and mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing that a lot of people, like a lot of us who got started with freelancing, for example, never asked that question. We never asked that question. We got so hopped up on like, oh my god, it's working, that we didn't do a check in with ourselves on yep. like. Is it working for me though? You know, mm-hmm. and that, that is just such a, uh, I don't know. It's just a sign of, of maturity to be honest, because, uh, a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of us freelancers, we have to go through a lot of crap before we start, before we realize how to, how in too deep we are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. Yeah. To take it back to clarity so that I think that's why these questions are so powerful is because, and Corbett, I think was the one to mention this earlier, which is. Like literally write down, if you're seeking clarity, if you feel confused, you're like, oh, I just wish I had clarity. What are you seeking clarity about? Like what questions do you have? What do you not know? Write those things down. And that's what Peter has done here and is answering those questions by actually working with people. So I think to answer your question, Chase, about how to like, how can people listening walk away and take action on this literally today, which is what I really hope people listening will do is first of all, ask yourself, what do you want clarity about? Like, what are your questions? What do you need to know? What are what answers are you seeking? Write those down. And then the next thing is to just find your place. You know, Joe talked about Reddit. Peter's in his local community. Jessica was on Facebook. Whatever, wherever like your people are for the thing that you are going to try to help out with, show up and offer to just be helpful. Get on Skype. 
uh, talk to, you know, in the comments on Facebook or something and just start listening to what the problems are, start offering your expertise and see what happens and keep those questions that you have nearby so you can start to answer them based on actually going through the workflow of talking to real people, experiencing real problems. So, I mean, that's why I get so excited about this because it's, guys, it's, it's really that simple. All you have to do is figure out what questions you have and then jump in and start talking to people, start trying to be helpful and allow those answers to come as a result of taking the action, not the other way around. I love that. Those, that's great. So these are the actions is, is first of all, switch your mindset. Okay. You can't wait around for clarity before taking action. Instead, if we take action we can start to get clarity as we go. I love that metaphor, mm-hmm. Steph, of being like Peter on the bike. Like he's just mm-hmm. got a little bit of momentum now, so so he's feeling what it's like. And you, you know, you know how hard it is to try to stay upright on a bike when it's not moving. So you get a little action going, get a little momentum going, and now we can kind of we can have a better sense of what direction we really want to be going. I think a lot of us maybe we think that once the bike's moving, we won't be able to change direction. But the truth is, you can. You really, really can. Just get it going, but not maybe not too fast. Maybe mm-hmm. not too fast, right? And uh, and and secondly, this idea that that what can I do right now? Well, what if you just tr- looked for places you could help people right now about your specific topic, your business subject matter, your thing? For Peter, it was email automation. And that kind of, you noticed it pivoted into a little bit or it adjusted into a little bit of a different direction. It started going towards being able to make informed business decisions based on data that, that his business was collecting. And he's helping that person doing that. It's no longer just the email automation. It already adjusted for him in two meetings, you know? So this idea of how can I start asking people we're getting in front of people to just to just be helpful for them. I love this because a business that is built on honest to God helping. Uh, I, I hate the way that that sounds. I want a better way of putting that. I'm looking for it now. This sense of there's a real problem, and these people deserve a real solution. Like for Joe, it was about fitness stuff. I think of my friend Steve Cam, who did Nerd Fitness, and and he just redesigned his homepage recently. I saw it, uh, a website that I originally designed with Corbett Barr back in the day. Uh, and if, inside of Fizzle, a lot of people don't know this, but inside of Fizzle, there's a course on how to design your website, even if you don't have any design skill. And in that course, I designed the Think Traffic website, and I have the the meetings that that Steve and I had while we were making the website on in the course itself. It's very valuable. You should check it out at fizzle.co slash try five. You get free weeks for five weeks for free, free weeks for five. Fizzle.co slash try five. But this this thing that Steve does at Nerd Fitness, he helps people with their bodies because He's like, everybody deserves to have a healthy body. Do you know what I mean? And Joe is doing that same thing, having that same idea in the Reddit thread going like, how can I help? What, here's my background. Here's my accreditation. Here, like, what are you struggling with? Like, what are the issues that you're facing? And then he made himself available and he put a bunch of time into giving very detailed responses. I don't know if you caught that when he was in there. He said, I was giving very detailed Mm responses. responses. I was not there to charge anything. I mean, detailed responses. I put effort into these curating information, he says. So 
these are great examples of an action that you can take right now, finding, getting in front of people, asking people, interviewing people, understanding what their problems really are. Like we said in the very beginning, you don't have to buy anything to do this. However, if you do want a little help with this, the customer conversations course that Steph created really is incredible. Like I said, you can go to fizzle.co slash try five and you get five weeks for free so you wouldn't have to buy anything. You could try that course and get that completed easily in that time. You might even be able to start the roadmap up and get going on your progress there as well as introduce yourself into the community and see what kind of feedback you can start getting there immediately. Um, But that customer conversations course is such an awesome step-by-step guide to having conversations like these that will lead to actual honest insights for actions that you could take that conversation that you have with those customers that's the actions we're talking about we're not talking about creating a website we're not talking about creating a product we're not talking about changing your business name we're not talking we're talking about talking to customers we're talking about Mm -hmm. being helpful we're talking about little actions like this that can have a dramatic impact on the future and the direction of your business what do you think steph is that is that a, a good place to end it I think so. I just want to leave people with a call to action. I really want people out there, if you're looking for clarity, if you're like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed, I can't find focus. First of all, just know that all three of us have been there. Thousands of people in Fizzle have been there and you are so not alone, but you really should try this approach. Treat Mm -hmm. it as an experiment. Try to have fun with it. I'd love to see some people go out there and, and see what happens. And I'd really, I know all three of us would really, really love to hear about it. If you're yeah. in the Fizzle community, come to the forums and tell us. If not, email us, email support at fizzle.co or just come on social media, wherever works for you. I would love to hear your results from this experiment. It would be so fun just to see how many people try this out. I would, I would truly love to hear about it. So let us know. I love it. All right, Steph. Thanks for putting together our uh, our topic today, Steph. You're amazing. That was and so we'll much have, fun. Thanks, we'll guys. Have, oh my God, Steph. That was so my God. Hashtag glitter bomb. <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing. Corbett Barr, thank you so much for being here. I just feel like you provide a lot of that wisdom, male energy I needed from your perspective. So thank you. Thank you. And Chase's voices are crazy. Oh, thank you. Our show today is finished now. You can find the show notes and the links and everything that Steph mentions in this episode at fizzleshow.co slash Two three one. It is episode two hundred thirty one, and you can go to fizzleshow.co slash two hundred thirty one. You'll find links there to that customer conversations course, a video that explains what's in that course. You'll also find links to other things that we mentioned there. I don't know. You'll find it. Fizzleshow.co slash two thirty one. Here's an iTunes review from for my local in the U.S. of A. who says. Hey, The Fizzle Show helps pick me up when it gets hard. When I feel like I'm on my last breath and need oxygen. If I could just hit the play button, Chase will make me laugh with his welcome to The Fizzle Show. And suddenly, I'm sucked into working on my business and hanging out with other indie entrepreneurs. I love this. Thank you for my local... Thank you. And uh, dear listener, if you have not yet, you can always leave us a review on iTunes or you can share this episode or one other episode or something like that with your friends. That's even better. Honestly, bring us into your life. All right, y'all. It's the end of the Fizzle Show. It's the end of another episode. It's the, I don't know when you're listening to this, if you're on a run right now or if you're in your car or what you're doing, but you've got this dream and this goal and this business to make. 
and nobody's going to do it for you. So take small actions every day and start stringing together some of that momentum. You might be surprised what comes of it. Find care, take care, serve hard and dig in. Talk to you next week on The Fizzle Show.